everybody to another episode of the Home and Body Improvement Show. This is Coach Potts, and I'm going to be joined shortly here by Rock and Ross. If you haven't yet, sign up for the newsletter. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. You can find it all by looking for Coach Potts. This is our 10th episode, if you can believe that. Today we talk about hiring a professional versus doing it yourself. Here you are, episode number 10, Home and Body Improvement Show. Ross, what's going on, my man? Good, man. How are you? Good. I don't hear any birds chirping in the background. What happened? Did you did you scare them all away? No. Yeah, I scared them all away. Oh, Ross. All away. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Are you still Sorry, living the dream, man? What's going on with you? Doing work, man. Pretty busy. Weather's picking up. Some work's been happening, so I'm happy. So. You don't really have a choice, right? I mean, your work isn't always weather dependent. I mean, if if it's indoors, I mean, you're working regardless, right? Yeah, no matter what, like, put the mule to work, make a move, you know? How's the tan coming along? You doing it? Yeah, you know, selectively. Yeah, you know, when I help my parents doing yard work, you know, uh, I try to mix it up, you know? I try not to advertise, you know, with my shirtless hot body doing, doing calisthenics as I move plants around. Well, you're, backyard, I mean, you're in the suburbs, you know? man. There's a lot of desperate housewives out there, but that's a double-edged sword, man, because then you get jealous, hung, or, you know, angry husbands, and then where are you, man, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, you don't, uh, you don't, uh, you don't shit where you eat, you know, that's the Dude, I've been saying that line. for years, absolutely. No, you're totally right about that one. You, you just don't. You're like, I, I respect my community. I respect my neighbors. I like everybody. And uh, I just do pretty much everything in a tank top. Or, you know, if I'm in this closed spot, fine. Going shirtless. That's so we're outside showing. This is where I'm at. I'm still doing home improvements. I'm trying to build a sliding barn door for my closet, right? My closet, nice. my bedroom is in such a way that like, it, like the doors that fold out, it, they just don't fit properly to where that, where the way I have everything set up. So I'm trying to build this barn door. Uh, you know, it's it's because I'm not the professional that you are. There's always something that goes wrong, and this time I didn't put the uh, the roller track. I didn't put it correctly on the door, so it kind of sags a little, which means it kind of drags against the floor. I got to redo the whole thing. Yeah, for those tracks, you actually need to find those wall studs. You know, can you get can you get by thing. with just the drywall though? You're going to drywall, but you got to find that you know the wall stud. I mean, you can't just. I mean, because what I did was I did one not a wing nut. What's that called? A uh, toggle bolt. Yeah. Right, but that's not going to hold them on that. That door is probably up to like you know, let's just say ranging from sixty to eighty pounds. You know maybe less but you're still it depends on the bracket so that's an extra like 25 pounds right there 20 let's just say if it's real steel i thought the dry roll was supposed to hold about 200 pounds well you're trying to yeah you like overall you're just trying to have it kind of hold something so you know there's the frame of that closet so normally you're trying to there's a one by where that closet is and that's kind of framing around the whole thing because it's a closet frame yeah and so there's also probably the two by four that's above the one by the one by is it's one inch by probably four inches uh-huh. you know six inches in order to for the closet so you're trying to go right above where the bracket is you know that decorative trim the yes. door trim of course i do 
you want to probably go right into it or right above it. So that's what you do. Here's my advice to our listeners. You want to get at least like probably like a three inch screw and you want to drill in right above your trim, just in a little spot because you're not going to, you know, right into your wall where the top of the trim meet to your wall where and you're just trying to find a wall stud. And you want to go through those studs, obviously. Yeah, and with that three-inch screw, you're just trying to see where is this stud. Yeah. You know, and then if you miss up, well, it's, you know, it's, you know, above the door. You know, it's on the top of the door. So you're like, oh, you're not on a ladder. Nobody notices that except you. Right. And if you if you run into a problem, just put a little wood nail hole filler and you should be okay. Ah, Frost, you know, that's why I talked to you. I got a question, though. I went to the, the, the Home Depot again today, and the wood I have is kind of damp. It almost looks moldy. Is that common, or did I just... I mean, what is the deal with wood at Home... What's the deal with Home Depot and their wood? Wood is... It's fresh wood. It's wet, right? I guess. I don't know. Why is it wet? Because it's fresh. It's... it's um. You're trying to, why is the wood moisturized in it? So it's got a, it's probably got some, it does have water in it for the two by fours. So you're definitely, depends on which piece of wood that you do pick up. Yes, there'll probably be a variation in weight in it. And that's due to it, it being fresh from the mill. So uh, some, from, from my experience, I've gone to Menards and majority of the wood pieces that I've gotten for, for two by fours are pretty much dry. Uh, I don't say that, huh? I don't know how to say this, but like they've been like dry set, you know, so however they dry them out to a point where they're not so moist. And so that can also determine if your two by four is twisting and how it can twist and go, you know, it can just, you know, twist, you know, like you doing the twist or the other one is going to be twisting to the right, twisting to the left, you know, that arching. So that's why a lot of guys, you know, for me, it's been about, you know, it can be 10 minutes sometimes going through boards two by fours you know Mm -hmm. um just because if you're doing a project you need to have the right you want your two by fours to be straight yes if there's a little bit of a a bow in your board um that's okay but you don't want a dramatic bow because that's going to be affecting what about the the mold is it really mold am i making this up what was that is there mold on the wood or it's just it looks like you know is that is that a possibility they're probably like the most I've ever seen. There's a little bit of mold. It's just because there's a water pocket of you know moisture between when they shipped the you know the two by fours. But that's not going to kill you. All right. No. Well, man can do anything for you. That's just decorative. I'm going like, to die regardless. You, you I just hate to go out. That. That's nothing. Yeah, I mean, if it's going to be mold, I just don't want it to be Home Depot mold. That's kind of like getting stabbed in the back. You know what I mean? Like by a good friend. I mean, I've been, I've been to that place so many times. I just don't want to go out with. Uh, you know, by something I did to Home Depot. You know, I, I just love that place, man. It's like a good friend of mine at these days. And you know what? I would say it's almost returning to normal. People still wear the face mask. People still kind of get out of your way when you go there. But, like, I guess everyone's so used to it now. But other than the face shields and stuff, uh, it, I guess the new normal is is what it is, man. I'm getting used to going to the grocery store, and I'm getting used to going to uh, places like Home Depot. And it doesn't. It's not, it's not as creepy and Big Brother in 1984 as it used to be. You know what I'm saying? Right. Then let's just hope that the, we don't get to wear our masks forever. 
No, I know. Yeah. I feel like a couple more months and we'll probably be a thing of the past, except for those overly cautious people. But yeah, I don't know. It seems like if you ever go to China or like some of the, um, you know, the foreign countries in, in, in that region, they seem to wear masks more often. It just seems like America never does, uh, you know. But I'll be honest, man, when I go to Chinatown, I see more people in masks, even when there is no global pandemic going on. So maybe they know something we don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we all, yeah. Well, we all know China for how they do their, do their, uh, how can I say it? Manufacturing compared to how we do manufacturing. So Ross, so. here's the deal. And here's the question for today. And normally I let you go first. I think I'm going to go first today because we already had a nice little departure answering my questions about a sliding barn door. But the oh, question yeah. for the day is, and this will give you an opportunity to think about it as well, is when do you hire a professional? And obviously being the Home and Body Improvement Show, we're going to talk about when you hire a professional in terms of your own personal health and well-being and fitness journey. And also, you know, when does a DIY project become just to be a bit too much? So and this is not just me getting on my soapbox here. I'm actually anxious to hear about your feedback and hopefully you'll enjoy mine as well in terms of talking about, you know, whether it be a a home and body improvement show, whether it be the construction or doing projects at home or talking about diet and fitness. For me personally, like I am a fitness professional. People hire me to reach their fitness goals, but it is something that I think to a degree, we all kind of know how to do it. You know, if you want to lose weight, you know, consume more calories than you're going to burn or consume less calories than you're going to burn. If you want to get strong, you lift weights. If you want to get fast, you go run. You know, but everyone knows these things. And this is just common sense, right? But at what point does it get to be too much when you're kind of thinking to yourself, well, I don't know. I just can't do it by myself anymore. Um, you being a yoga instructor, I mean, it's obviously it's, it's stretching. It's the same stretches. Why don't people just do yoga at home? Why do they pay 150, 200 bucks a month to go to core power yoga to take classes there? You know what the best, you know, you made a good point about that, but I think honestly, it's like your coach, you need, you need a routine. You need, you know, it's like, we've all heard these things, but you need to have that special time where you separate your life at home to where you do your work. You know, where you, you have your own little shrine of exercising, you mm-hmm. have your own little routine, and that kind of ha- makes you feel better and a little bit special. And those things do count when you're trying to build a structure for yourself. And especially when it comes for working out, you know, that's, you know, that's, I always love, I love working out at my house, but sometimes I kind of miss the community. I miss the people that we all struggle with on our, how we all struggle working out together and that's a bonding experience that we all have, you know, and how everybody does their own practice different. We all have to accept that. And that's one thing that you can see and it helps you motivate yourself when you see other people that are. There's the, yes, I I would say it's almost, it's not just necessarily exclusively the community aspect, but it's also the just interpersonal relationships with just people in general. Like Mm -hmm. there's something about like, you know, and I've done the Lone Ranger thing where you're in the basement working out like Mr. Teeter and Rocky three trying to get, you know, in shape, punching a heavy bag in the dark, you know, that type of stuff. And that's cool. But you truly have nothing to gain or you have nothing to gauge your progress against, except for maybe your prior goals. But when it comes to workout specifically, other than lifting more weight and running faster, I mean, how are you going to gauge any progress at all whatsoever? So having some sort of interpersonal relationship with somebody that shares a common goal as you, whether it be, you know, in yoga, it's obviously not just about the workout, but rather about 
some of the spiritual development, uh, some of the inner, you know, reflection, that type of thing. You know, if you go to any kind of gym uh, and you hire a personal trainer, it's it's literally just, hey, man, you know, my as a personal trainer, the first five, 10 minutes of every session is always, how's your day going? You got any plans this weekend? What do you think about the weather? Did you watch the Bulls that documentary last night? You know, there's always some sort of something that we as human beings need. So I totally agree with, it's not just being, you know, the community in terms of like, oh, you know, I just want to be part of a, a, cause, a cause that's greater than myself. But it's also just about talking to other people and working with other people and and having someone say, good job, or you need to work harder or something like that. So when would you hire a professional in terms of reaching your fitness goals? When doing it by yourself is boring, <laughs> you know? When, that is a good point. Yeah, I mean, when you're just doing it and then you're going through the routine and you may be seeing progress, you may not. You may look forward to your workout, you may not. But when you get to the point where you're just like, you know what, I don't understand why I'm still doing this. I, I, even if I do hit my goals, it doesn't really mean too much. That's probably a good chance that you're going to need to start working out with somebody. And a great way to do that is definitely to hire a trainer. So... Uh, community, interpersonal aspect. That's one reason I could see hiring uh, a fitness professional. Second reason is you're truly clueless. Like, I, you know, I say, oh, we kind of have a better, a good idea about, you know, how much we should eat and lift weights if you want to get strong, stuff like that. But somebody who's never played sports, uh, never really focused on their health, um, you know, let's say, I don't know, they, were, they did theater their whole life, or perhaps they enjoyed reading books or playing chess. And you know, they, all of a sudden they're 60 years old, the 30 pounds overweight, they've never lifted anything other than a pencil, you know, and they want to get, they realize that, you know, working out is something that's going to help extend their life. Um, that's, you know, that's not something after going that long without ever having worked out before in your entire life. Um, yeah. you're, you're probably going to want to consult someone. And that doesn't mean you need to work out with them every single time. But, gee, let's get start out, started off on the right foot. And that's somebody who's older and has never worked out before. What about a person who's younger and, and just wants to get started out the correct way? Those yeah. two times in particular, I think, are a great time to uh, hire a professional. First example, community, you know, interpersonal relationships, stuff like that. It's probably somebody who's been working out for a while. Who knows how long, who knows how old they are, but they've probably been doing it for anywhere between like five, 10 years, and all of a sudden you realize, ah, I kinda wanna just be with someone else while I'm doing this. The other two examples could be right at the beginning or maybe, you know, closer toward the end. Somebody who's never worked out with anybody, doesn't really know what to do to get started. Hire a professional. Let them show you the basics, you know. You're going to learn so much from, you know, seeing clips on YouTube and reading books. You're, having hands-on uh, help is definitely going to help ingrain some of those healthy uh, habits from the beginning. Wouldn't you agree? I do. And that what, what I wanted to, get, wanted to say to you is I think there should be good exercise and a good coaching through the exertion that your body is going through the first time. And when you're not used to doing that, I feel like there needs to be some coaching right there. Be like, hey, you're not used to doing this. This is something new. And if you're going to feel stress, you know, stress or hurting some joints and everything, go slowly, you know, and just get you know, there. I think there's some good. There should be some coaching that's through that because you'll be feeling some pain, okay? And that's because your body's not used to doing it, or it's turning it on. If you're a week behind on your workout, or you're two weeks behind in your workout, or or so on, there should be a little bit of give yourself a little bit of you know awareness that yes, I'll be putting some stress on my body. Yes, I'll be doing this, and get your mental mind set up for it instead of just like, oh, I can't, I can't. I can't do this or accept that, yes, you are going to sweat. I think what you're trying to say is, and correct me if I'm wrong, is a professional will help you develop a roadmap so you know what to expect. 
And, yeah. you know, when you're talking about like the way exercise makes you feel, uh, is it, that's definitely something that it helps to have a coach to say, you know, now that we did these exercises today, you're probably going to feel in these areas. You're probably going to feel for this long. Here's a handful of things you can do to make sure it's not, you know, the pain isn't debilitating. But another thing that um, you, you mentioned as well is like getting started on the right foot. Like I wish I had a, a trainer that literally showed me specifically how to do uh, each exercise correctly because I think I'd be further along in terms of where I'm at now just because I wouldn't have wasted all those years figuring it out by myself, right? So right. what you're saying too is develop, you know, a trainer will help you develop the proper muscle uh, movement patterns and um, properly firing the correct muscles. So like when you're saying like, you know, you're doing squats, you should be using your glutes, you should be sitting on your heels, you should be feeling in this area, you know, because anyone can see someone else do a want and try or a squat and try and mimic that. But you know, until somebody actually says, no, 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 this is exactly how it's supposed to be done. Try to do it this way every single time. You know, getting started on the right foot um, is definitely an important thing, too. So, But do it slow. Yeah. And that's do another thing, too. Yeah, like, you're Train your muscles. Sure. You know, like I realized when I was doing my push-ups, I was pushing more on my right side than my left side. And then I realized, oh, great, my right arm's stronger than my left arm. And I was like, well, that's, uh, now it's counterintuitive. Now i got to work more on my left side. So now I'm, you know, lifting little weights. But I, there's... It's good to have balance, you know, and have each, you know, the best friends, you know, if you're doing weights, make sure your left hand is, you know, is in sync with your right hand and make sure that there's a team working yeah. together instead of like, oh, this guy, you know, one arm's dominate the other. Make sure like there's a team that's working. That's I'll tell how you, I look at look you know, some symmetry, but take your time. Before we talk about, you know, hiring a, a, a building professional, a contractor, right. if you if you like to recall yourself that. Um, I just like to call you Ross, but you know what I'm saying. Two things, well, at least two things that you should watch out for. Like there's bad trainers out there, just like there's bad doctors, just like there's bad lawyers, you name it. There's, there's bad people in every profession, but the two trainers in my mind that stick out, one will try and beat you up right off the bat and try to make it seem like you need him. Sorry, you can't do this on your own. What you're going through right now is a result of not training with me in the past. You continue to train with me, you know, you're gonna get in the best shape ever. You, you know, it's, and there is that approach to it where it's almost like a fear factor thing. You know, trying to get somebody to, you're commanding respect from a client because you know more than them and you wanna show them that the, what you're doing is the right way and the other way is, and it's just like, oh God, man, check your ego at the door, Mr. Trainer, man. You know, people come to you for help and if they're coming to you for help, don't throw it in their face. The second trainer I see a lot is the trainer that tries to show you everything that they know anytime they ask you a question or anytime you do an exercise. So it's just information overload, right? And you know, both of those things, I've, I'm guilty of them. I've, I've actually taken through, you know, people through sessions that, you know, within 20 minutes, they quit of an hour session, and it was my mistake. I pushed them too hard. I didn't realize it. I was a young trainer at the time, and I've also been in a situation where somebody asked me a question, and rather just using simple terms, you know, general muscles. I have to get so specific and talk about anatomy and physiology and the biology behind it and stuff and nobody wants to hear that crap everybody just wants a short concise answer they could potentially remember somewhere down the line you don't have to explain everything all the time anytime somebody asks you a question or is new to doing something so right when you're hiring a professional man just be aware of those two things be aware of the guy that's going to try and hit the ground running a million miles an hour and uh, show you why you need him and be aware of the person that literally wants to do a brain dump anytime you ask them a question and doesn't have the ability to simplify it for somebody who might not know as much as they do. 
Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like, right. In, in my profession, you know, I want to explain the, the details, but there's so much that, you know, I'm involved that I have to kind of just kind of give a good general basis of what's happening, you know, because I'm talking to the client when they come home from work. They're, they've had a long day. And it depends if the client is curious and they're they're excited to see the progress. That's I, that's my favorite client because they're excited, you know, and they want to get involved and they want to know, you know. And there's always the client who are just like, just uh, keep going, get it done, get it over with, you know. Yeah, they hired you for a job. That's another thing too. Is like I understand people wanting to help, um, you know. You know, maybe be involved in the process to a degree, but you know, in your work in particular, right? When you're a contractor, it's like you hired me to do this job. Like that's why I'm here. Let me do my job, and when it's done, you know, I'm sure you're gonna love what I do because I'm good at what you know what it is that you hired me for. But the people want to get involved with the process. Those are the ones I don't know, man. You ever had that? Had to deal with that before? You know, like, like when you say involving, like they want to help out and go get the supplies, and materials. Have been involved in. I mean, I'm, yeah, I guess, I guess that would be. That's some. That's like that's one part of it, and that's that comes down to the agreement when we do their modeling. Like, you know, you are the tile. I'll go pick it up. You know, you know that that's the stuff that I do. You know, I, a lot of things I kind of help out our client. You know, you know when you know during this uh, COVID crisis, you know, uh, me and Raj, you know, uh, we would go out and get the tile samples that we thought were adequate for our client, and we installed that. So there's. So instead of our client going out, uh, going picking out tile, because we kind of know the tile places and what they can expect and what what they're kind of looking for, and so that's one thing. But I definitely like, you know, it's like a client saying, "Yeah, let's demo the bathroom. We can demo the bathroom, but then would that cut down the budget? You know, for this to this to this, that help us out to get this overall price." So again, if you do the demo and find perfect, but it depends on how much you're going to be ruining, you know, what's more, it's going to be happening in the project. Like, like, I don't, I know how I demo. I'm pretty OCD all the way down to the, removing everything to it's complete and clean and perfect. Where like, you know, I feel pretty good just sitting on the ground versus the next person. I'm very clean. I try to eliminate all the dust. But so yeah, I mean, because that's it, it. Usually boils down to budget, right? Like somebody wants to save some money, so they're like, "Well, I'll go buy the materials. You don't have to do that. You know, I'll knock out this wall, and then you just take it from here." But do you find that to be a nuisance, or is it just like a case by case basis? It's case by case basis. You know, it's every room, every bathroom is different. Every kitchen's different. Every space is different. You know, um, I you know it's turnover time. When you're doing the demoing, you know, I, I have my system and how I do it. Other clients are not used to that type of exercise on doing their own demoing. They're not used to doing the demoing. They want to definitely knock down the wall and things. Awesome. I, I'm with you on that. I love that too. But then there are some times where they're like, oh, I got to take down this trash down, down the stairs. Well, this is more than I'm used to carrying. Oh, I, I scratched the walls. I scratched the walls when I took down all this just debris. Well, now I got to patch the walls. You know, for me, like I'm, I've tried to eliminate all those things because I've just been trained doing it. You're right? careful, I don't right? Much more things. I don't. You know, there's systems that are in place, and a lot of people are not used to those systems. I find myself too. I'm definitely more careful around other people's things. You know, like like I, I, you should see my floors, man. They're scratched all to hell because I usually just don't care, you know. And I'm like, eh, they're gonna have to replace the floors anyway. But if I was doing a project at somebody else's house, you know, like you don't want to be that guy 
who've no. you know, put a dent into a wall. I mean, so no, or, or drop a tool or another wood floor yeah. or drop it something on their tile, you know? So there's like, you know, that's why there's a blessing to have MDF boards. You know, those are quarter inch, you know, thickness boards that you lay on the ground, you know? And so that helps you kind of save yourself, you know, from stepping on yourself. That's, that's, those are little details, you know, that it's just people like, Oh, you just want, you throw it on a tarp, you got a hammer and a, and a drill and a garbage can. That's it. Okay. Yeah. So Ross, uh, here's the deal, man. I wanted to build these sliding barn doors, right? And this is one of the, I keep saying the last project, but I feel like these projects are never going to end. So, you know, to buy the rail, I want to do a, a bypass door. So two doors, I want to hang the mirror on one of the doors because uh, I just want to get it out of the way from where it's at. There's no good place except for in front of the closet. So uh, I want to hang the mirror, no problem there. I buy the hardware, it's about a hundred bucks. And I was like, well, I'll just buy one of these barn doors, it won't be a problem and I can find something to hang the hang the mirror from. Uh, do you know how expensive those barn doors are? <laughs> Oh my yeah, god! Well, you know we can look. We can both look up on Menards. You know, I say honestly, if just for everyone who's listening, download the Menards app. Download the Home Depot app. If you have another hardware store that you go to, if they have an app, download it. That oh. is something you need to always have on you because there's always going to be kitchen faucets, doors, little things that you look up that are right access to you. So well, this you can is be ranging from a door from eighty to a hundred bucks. Oh man, no, the ones I was looking at, like the, I guess maybe it was reclaimed wood or they were already, it looked weathered and cool and all that stuff. It was closer yeah. to like three, $400, which and I'm, and I'm like, it's not going to happen. So I went to Home Depot today, bought $50 worth of wood, bought the screws, got the wood glue, all that stuff. I plan on building my own barn door. Um, I already have the hardware track for the bar or the actual sliding door. That was about a hundred bucks for a six foot track and you know, the attachments that go to the door. So I'm looking, I'm, I'm right around 200, um, Maybe a little bit over that, but I'm okay with that, you know. And then I'll have a door that's going to be on my closet. It's going to look cool. And it's going to be here for the long, you know. I hate to say it, I still rent, so uh, I'm going to probably have to take it down and replace the old stupid doors when I move anyway. But you know, in the meantime, it's it's cool. It's it's definitely worth the investment. I'm not paying three, you know, five, four, five hundred dollars total for you know just that project. It just seems ridiculous when something like that is something you could do yourself. Yeah, but a lot of people don't have time. So that's another one. Um, if you don't have the experience, hire a professional. If you don't have the time, hire a professional, right? Yeah, like I, you know, like again, like I like doing woodworking, but again, there, there, there's like what you had to do. You had to build the barn door. Do you, you don't have a, a, the platform of how to build the barn door. You have photos, right? You, and you can look up for measurements and everything too, but then there's execution, you know, and then what are the other things, A, B, and C that could come up? You know, I'll be honest, Ross. I'm looking at. I'm just looking for opportunities to use my miter saw, my box chop. Nice chop box. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought you were making that up. I actually Googled it, and they do call it a chop box. So another another score for the Ross. Congratulations, you're in the lead. Thank you. Yeah, Thank no. you. It's getting high. My score is raising. Oh, no, man. You're, it. Yeah, you're good, man. You keep adding points almost every show. So maybe I should give you more credit. I won't, but maybe I should. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You're really kind. Thanks, bud. Um, yeah, so I guess that's another way. If you don't no, have but, the time, if you don't like, have, I, I, I like where you're going, but again, like it's just, you know, there's there there are clients who have time to do things. There are clients who just kind of want to get the project going or get it done with. And again, like you know, I, I'll say Menards is a great place because they're pretty have a good wide range of doors. Because you love them, you know, um, on your price range, if you want something a little low end, but you also want to get that same effect. 
And so those are pretty general, you know, but I think they definitely accommodate for all types of households. If you want to high end to low end. How but, about um, this one, Ross? Tell me, why would you hire a professional, a contractor to do work around your place? Because you don't have the tools, <laughs> you know? Um, man, if I had some, something like that, that, that chop box has made all the difference in the world. But up until then, I was using a circular saw. And that thing, you know, it's, first of all, it's dangerous. And secondly, I didn't have a workbench either. So I'm using lawn furniture. I put a 50 pound plate on the board, try to cut it across the line. Um, I've had a couple times where the, the, it shot back on me. Um, not a good idea. If I had a chop box, I probably, you know, thank God I never cut off any limbs. Uh, I've had a couple things fly into my face, which is never a good experience. But yeah. if you don't, like if you live in an apartment, you don't have room for power tools. Um, if you don't have room for a workbench, if you don't have the tools in general, hire a professional. You know, it's cheaper than going out and buying all these tools and doing all these things. Um, and they're going to bring their stuff with you, use them for what they need. They're going to take it home with you. And, you know, you don't have to, you don't require the space either. Good tip, Ross. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like for you, do you have a stand for your chop box? Or nope. No. I use a lawn furniture. If you invest that extra hundred dollars for that stand, <sighs> game changer. <sighs> I know, I know, but once you have it, you have it, right? I know, but that's another place I gotta find to put stuff, you know. And so you're saying, wait, are you just saying a tool bench or what, what would you yeah, call so it? Like there's a chop box, right? And yeah. then they have a chop box stand, and that looks like a saw, like a, a sawhorse, right? You yeah. know, you got four legs, and then you got got the little bar, right? And what you do if you buy the brackets for your chop box that go underneath it, you could rest that chop box on the sawhorse. Okay, and then you have extension poles on the left and the right side. So you have, if you have a long piece of wood, you actually have supporting little brackets on left and the right side of that sawhorse. The sawhorse, that the chop box stand. Do you see me? I do, but I'm cheap and I'm Polish, and so I know, I know, I know. But I'm telling you, when you have these little things, these little projects, I know you're. I've seen guys, you know who are remodeling the bathroom and they, they have a chop box on the ground or they've seen the table saw, but it's on the ground. And I don't know about you, but a lot of people don't want to be bending over or have their back. A lot of people have back issues or something or leaning over. They're doing this balancing act where it's only three cuts. That's all I need, three cuts. At some point, there's going to be a, a longer balancing act and then you'll get more frustrated. Well, here, so how about this one? Last last point, why you would hire a professional, right? Um when you are when you are looking for the job to be done properly, hire a contractor because I personally, you know, of the projects I've done, they don't need to be perfect. I'm, you know, I live alone. I'm the only person who's probably using this stuff 98% of the time. Uh, you know, if 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 one of if I hang a picture and it doesn't look perfect or it leans a little bit to the right or something like that, I'm not going to jump out of a window, right? But if it was one of those things where it's just like, you know, I, I definitely want it to be perfect and stuff. Since this is not my area of expertise, hire a professional. That's what they do. You know, there is a, a some sort of assumed um, quality that you're expecting when you hire somebody to do the job, you know, unless you're going to be happy with the results, regardless of what the results are, uh, get a pro in there, you know, let him do his thing. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. 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 Cause, um, you know, it's important. It's a very important to see. And, you know, like, um, you know, my dad always says this, right. He says, uh, I'm a professional. I do what I do for a living and this is my job. You do what you do for a living and that's your job. So you go make money. And I'll go do my job. He's like, you go make money, and then you give it to me, and then I build yeah. stuff. 
and I fulfill it for finishing it up because, you know, you're good at doing what you're good at doing, making a living, you know, and I'm if, good at what I'm doing, fixing. And if you don't like it, I'm going to bop you over the head with my rubber hammer. I had nothing against anybody, you know, trying to just, you know, you know, cause we're all, we all have many plates that we're spending in our life, you know, and there's just one extra little help you, helping yourself out. You're like, oh, okay, it's one less thing I have to worry about. You got this? Yeah, I got you. Okay, I got your back. That, Dude, that's always a relief. Speaking you know, about everybody. having backs, Ross, you had my back. Can you believe this is our 10th episode? That's amazing. I know. I don't know if we count that first one. The first one was just me talking for like 10 minutes, but we're going to go ahead and count it anyway. But nine episodes together, 10 in total, man. This is It's a decade of dominance. You know, we're, we're Joe Rogan, we're coming for you, buddy. You know, just be aware. We're on we're the rise, man. I, uh, I I saw a ranking in iTunes. We are 4,792nd show having to deal with uh, improvement, whether it be self-improvement or uh, home improvement. So that's good. And, that's, um, that's good. Yeah, we're climbing. We're climbing, man. I think at one time we were in the 5,000. So uh, I'm excited about it, man. I'm excited about the future. Who knows? Before we know it, man, I'm thinking give us a couple weeks. We might be in the top 10. What do you think? I think so. We definitely need our own personal bobbleheads for each other. <laughs> I want one just so I can flick it in the nose anytime you get on my nerves. No, dude, same thing. I want to get mine so I can hit with a hammer. Hammer? That ain't right, Ross. What? Wait, I meant a hammer. Yeah, that's it. Tenth episode in the books, my friend. My goodness. In the books. It's been a, uh, it's been a pleasure chatting with you, man. We did it again. Yeah, we also should probably make uh, tank tops, you know. <laughs> Home and body. I like that. Home and body, man. Work on your tan while you work out. Work on your tan while you work. Home and body. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I'm, I'm you got to work fun. on that one. I will. Hey, in the meantime, buddy, let's wrap this sucker up. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And uh, what do you say we do it again next week? Look forward to it. All right, talk to you later. Bye. There you have it, number 10 in the books. So come on back next week. We're going to talk about some new stuff. Sign up for that newsletter. Follow us on all our social media outlets. I'm Coach Potts. That was Rockin' Ross, Home and Body Improvement Show. We'll see you next time.